rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News this Friday morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. President Biden is sending more aid to war-torn Ukraine and additional $800 million as the war enters a critical phase. An on-again, off-again lover of a slain queen's mother is charged with her murder. The DeSantis versus Disney public feud heating up with Colorado's governor chiming in, inviting Disney to move to his state. Elon Musk has put together his multi-billion dollar takeover bid of Twitter, including a way to circumvent Twitter's board of directors. An immediate appeal is expected to the state's highest court in New York after a New York state appeals court ruled state Democrats illegally redrew legislative and congressional maps to bolster Democratic chances and her Republicans. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Here's your top five at five. More U.S. aid is headed to Ukraine to the tune of $800 million. President Joe Biden made the announcement at the White House yesterday, and the president says additional assistance to war-torn Ukraine comes as the war with Russia enters a critical phase. The sustained and coordinated support of the international community, led and facilitated by the United States, is a significant reason why Ukraine is able to stop Russia from taking over their country thus far. Biden's remarks come ahead of his two-day visit to the Pacific Northwest. The president made clear the U.S. and NATO allies will not yield in their opposition to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The handyman and on-again, off-again lover of slain Queen's mother, Osolia Gall, is charged with her brutal murder. Gall was stabbed 58 times in her basement, her body stuffed in her son's hockey bag and dumped at a Forest Hills Park early Saturday. The NYPD's chief of detectives is James Essig. He spoke with 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis on Cats at Night about David Benola's arrest on murder charges. All the credit goes out to the detectives out there who are pounding the pavement. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of high-profile, extensive media cases just recently. And time and time again, they come through making that arrest real quick and, uh, you know, maybe calming the city's fears. Essek says Manola made incriminating statements to investigators. He's charged with murder, criminal trespass, and criminal possession of a weapon. The alleged murder weapon, a knife, has been recovered as evidence. Police say Manola showed up at the Gaul home about 1230 in the morning. Gaul's husband, Howard Klein, was away with the couple's oldest son visiting colleges at the time of her murder. Gaul's youngest son, 13 years of age, was at home at the time of her killing, but was unharmed and unaware of his mother's stabbing. This motion is not debatable. All in favor say aye. All opposed, no. The motion passes. With that, the DeSantis versus Disney battle is ramping up. Both houses of Florida's state legislature, they're okaying a bill dissolving a special district which allows Disney to act as its own government. Republican of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, seen as a 2024 GOP hopeful, is behind this legislation. It's all over Disney's lack of support for the Don't Say Gay bill. The Parental Rights and Education Act prohibits sex education in grades K-2-3 
on the topics of sexual orientation and gender identity. The proposal was first introduced Tuesday by Republican State Senator Jennifer Bradley, but opponents say it is really driven by DeSantis. There's elections coming up. As soon as we get by those elections, these people that are inclined to lock down policies, they will absolutely try to do it again. They will absolutely do it. So the only way to be sure that it doesn't happen again is to not elect anybody who embraces those policies. And I can tell you in Florida, you know, with me in this chair, your freedoms are protected. Governor DeSantis there. Critics say pulling Disney's status as an autonomous region is a big blow to business. Democratic Colorado Governor Jared Polis chimed in yesterday. He invited Disney to move to Colorado, and he also tweeted Colorado would be a great location for Twitter's HQ2 headquarters. Elon Musk is making his move to take over Twitter. The Tesla CEO and world's richest man in a Thursday filing has lined up a $46.5 billion takeover offer involving co-investors in his regulatory filing. Musk said he is considering taking his offer directly to Twitter shareholders. That's a move called a tender offer, meaning it would bypass Twitter's board. Former Twitter director Ryan Sarver spoke to CNBC. The guy's landed rockets in the middle of the ocean, so I, I shouldn't think that any challenge would be too hard for him to take on. But I do think a lot of people undercount how hard and how complex both free speech, abuse, management of a platform like that is. Uh, and I think it's easy to think about taking it over relative to the actual complexities of managing it for sure. Twitter's board made a defensive move last week. It adopted a so-called poison pill. It's a legal maneuver, and if a shareholder acquires 15% of Twitter's outstanding common stock without the board's approval, the other shareholders will be allowed to purchase additional shares at a considerable discount. A New York appeals court has ruled that New York State Democrats illegally redrew congressional and legislative district maps, finding that the redrawing violated the state's ban on gerrymandering. The appeals court partially upheld a lower court ruling that would block the state from using the redrawn maps in this year's critical midterm elections. Here's former New York State Republican Committee Chair Ed Cox earlier this week on the Cats Roundtable. You need competitive districts. You need to have real competition as much as you can. And that benefits the body politic because then the primaries are not the most important thing. But the general election is what people look for and promoting their candidates in the primaries. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul and top legislative leaders in New York are expected to immediately appeal the decision here to the state's highest court, the New York Court of Appeals. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center this Friday, sunny, our high 68 winds to 16 miles per hour, partly cloudy overnight, the lows 48 tomorrow, mostly sunny day, so a nice day, two days in a row, the high 60 right now, 51 clear skies. A blow to President Biden in an op-ed on Fox News. Former Texas governor and presidential candidate Rick Perry, also the former energy secretary, says President Biden has surpassed former President Jimmy Carter as the most incompetent steward of the American economy. Perry highlighted inflation at a 40-year record high of 8.5% and a 32% increase in energy costs under Biden. Here's Perry on Fox News' Hannity talking about Biden's response to Russian President Vladimir Putin. This president let him up. He's making deals with the Iranians. Then he goes and begs these countries that don't like us to give us their fuel. Perry criticized excessive federal spending, anti-supply side issues, the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, which 
He says emboldened Russia to invade Ukraine and a missed opportunity to stabilize Europe. Stunning criticism from two top Republicans in Congress of former President Donald Trump following the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. Republican Congressman Kevin McCarthy and U.S. Senator Mitch McConnell told associates they believe Trump was responsible for inciting the riot and also vowed to drive him from politics. McCarthy told a group of Republican leaders he would push Trump to resign immediately in the aftermath of the riot, saying, I've had it with this guy. Here's McCarthy early last year. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob when he saw what was unfolding. These facts require immediate action by President Trump. Within weeks of the January 6th riot, both McCarthy and McConnell ended up backing off their comments because they feared retribution from him and his supporters. Well, U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont may be tossing his hat into the ring for president in 2024. Sanders' campaign manager in 2020 sent a memo Wednesday to allies saying the Vermont Independent hasn't ruled out another run for the White House. CNN obtained that memo written by Faz Shakir. However, Sanders back in May 2020 denied he would make another bid to the Washington Post. I think the likelihood is very, very slim at that. I think uh, next time around, you're going to see uh, uh, another candidate uh, carrying the progressive banner. If Sanders launches a bid for the White House, it would be his third attempt. He sought the Democratic nod back in 2016 and 2020. Former Secretary of State and presidential hopeful Hillary Clinton has asked a federal judge to dismiss a lawsuit from former President Donald Trump. Trump's suit alleges that Clinton and the DNC and others maliciously conspired to weave a false narrative that Trump's campaign colluded with Russia during the 2016 presidential race in an effort to smear Trump. Trump talked about the alleged collusion on 60 Minutes in 2020. The biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, There's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they can got caught. I, can I? Trump there with Leslie Stahl. Trump's 108-page suit filed in U.S. District Court in Florida claims he incurred expenses of $24 million defending himself against the accusations, and Trump is seeking damages three times that amount. Meanwhile, attorney Michael Sussman, the cybersecurity lawyer for Democrats and Clinton's presidential campaign, is facing trial for lying to the FBI in a 2016 meeting where he shared information about the Trump Organization and Russia. He's pleaded not guilty. A Republican Florida prosecutor, state attorney Melissa Nelson, has successfully reduced violent crime in her community. She's found new ways to prosecute known violent criminals and sought stiff penalties for the worst offenders. The policies, unlike big city Democratic woke DAs and cities soft on crime like New York, L.A. and Chicago. Nelson has done things like pursue firearms charges in connection with guns flaunted in music videos. Here's a clip from the song Shooting Gun by the rapper C. Blue, who shot an NYPD officer in the leg back in January. Nelson has sought things like a manslaughter conviction against a drug dealer implicated in a woman's overdose death. She's also streamlined the process for prosecutors to obtain warrants, and consequently her jurisdiction has seen continued drops in things like homicides under her policies. 
Ukrainian military members are holed up in an 11-square-mile steel plant in the embattled southern Ukrainian port city of Mariupol, refusing to give in to Russian military forces. Russian President Vladimir Putin has called off plans for Russia's military to storm the Azovstal plant. Instead, Putin wants Ukrainian forces to be hermetically sealed in the steel plant instead. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has warned that any attack on Mariupol could be worse than others. We can only anticipate that one, this tide also at some point recedes from Mariupol. We're going to see far worse, if that's possible to imagine. Mariupol's full capture is central to Moscow's plans to cut off Ukraine from the Sea of Ugh. Ugzov and force a land bridge that would connect Russia's annexed Crimea to Russia. 77 WABC time check, 515. Time to head over to sports with Justin Elk. Morning, Justin. Good morning. You've had a rough morning already. Well, yeah, well I'll tell you. You're that. a trooper. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Deb. I appreciate that. Uh, I am Justin Elk here with your early news sports update. Quick update on your uh, 2022 NBA playoffs. Last night, Grizzlies over Timberwolves to take a two to one series lead, 104 to 95. Mavericks over Jazz in Dallas, or to take a two uh, two to one series lead over the Jazz, 126 to 118. And then you had the Warriors over the Nuggets, 118 to 113. Golden State leads that series. 3-0. to oh. All three local ice hockey teams were in action last night, so let's start with the Devils, who hosted the Buffalo Sabres in Newark. Kyle Poso and Alex Tuch both netted shorthanded goals in the second frame, and the Sabres sink the Devs by a score of 5-2. to two. As for the Rangers and Islanders, they met head-to-head in Elmont, and it was all Rangers from the get-go. Andrew Kopp was a man possessed and took all of 20 minutes to secure a hat-trick on the evening. His third goal of the first period sounded like this. Play along the boards by Panarin on the takeaway from Don- Cop gets it to Strong. Back in front of Strong. Oh, give him the hats. It's a natural hat trick for Andrew Cop. How about that cop earning his blue shirt sweater? That call courtesy of MSG. Chris Kreider added his 51st goal of the season to boot, and it's the Rangers over the aisle 6 to 3. Now to the Diamond, where the Mets closed out their series with the San Francisco Giants. Carlos Carrasco turned back the clock, pitching into the eighth inning for the first time in almost three years, leading the Mets to a 6 to 2 win before they kick off a weekend set in Arizona against the Diamondbacks. That's set to start tonight at 9 40 p.m. David Peterson gets the ball for New York, going up against Arizona's Zach gallon as for the yankees they weren't so lucky as they went for the sweep in detroit against the tigers yesterday the bomber bats are still in their slumber getting shut out by michael pineda and company on their way to a three to nothing loss jordan montgomery eats the loss for the yanks despite a very solid six innings of work uh, in terms of tonight jameson time will tow the rubber back home in the bronx as the cleveland guardians come into town that first pitch is set for 705 p.m. Here with the early news sports update. I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day. Sunshine or high, 68 light winds to 16 miles per hour. The low, 48 overnight winds to 13 miles per hour. Mostly sunny day Saturday. The high, 60. Right now, 51 degrees. Clear skies. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report. The trading week is winding down on Wall Street after a down day despite a new batch of solid corporate earnings reports. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial lost 368 points. 
The S&P 500 fell by 65 points, and the Nasdaq dropped by 278 points. Amorosa Manigault Newman, a former staffer on Donald Trump's 2016 campaign, who then worked for Trump's White House, was awarded more than $1.3 million in attorney's fees and costs this week after previously prevailing in a dispute over whether she had violated a Trump campaign non-disclosure agreement. The award was handed down Tuesday and determined by Andrew Brown of the American Arbitration Association, who had served as the arbiter in the dispute. Shares in Netflix have stumped by 35% after it revealed a sharp drop in subscribers and warned millions more are set to quit the streaming service. It wiped out more than $50 billion off the firm's market value as experts warned it faced a struggle to get back on track. Netflix faces intense competition from streaming rivals but was also hit hard after it raised prices and left Russia. CNN is shutting down its streaming service CNN Plus about a month after it launched, a sign of its new owner's lack of faith in the viability of a subscription-based standalone news platform. The decision to pull the plug on CNN Plus, which was off to an underwhelming start, came less than two weeks after CNN ownership shifted from AT&T Inc. to a newly created company called Warner Brothers Discovery Inc., the result of a merger of the entertainment and news assets of the telecom giant and Discovery. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll see you Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on the Cats Roundtable. Thanks, Frank. And taking a look at futures right now, the Dow down 57 points at 34,652. S&P's down six and a quarter points. The Nasdaq's fallen 12 and a half. Gold down $3.70 an ounce at $1,944.50. Crude oil this morning down $2.14 at $101.50. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. The FBI agent who was shot and critically hurt during an undercover sting operation in Yonkers now has an optimistic outcome and is expected to recover. Yonkers Police Commissioner John Muller praised Officer Menton's actions. Heroic. You know, I mean, you know, a split-second moment. Uh, and, and believe me, nobody wants to be involved in these situations. The alleged gunman, Bryant Jackson, was shot and killed by another FBI agent. The 28-year-old was one of three being placed under arrest when he allegedly shot Agent Brian Menton. The agents were part of an anti-gun task force detail. Menton's twin brother was on that detail and actually rushed him on his own to Jacoby Medical Center. Police say Jackson's criminal record includes felony robbery in 2014 and misdemeanor assault in 2017. Hawk Newsom, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter of Greater New York, slammed New York City Mayor Eric Adams during an interview on Fox News. Newsom argues Adams has been ineffective at protecting black New Yorkers. Don't listen to what Eric Adams says. He gives great press statements. He's the he's the master of the press conference. Some kid dies. He hugs their mother. He's holding up sneakers. He's crying. But what we elected him for the city of New York was to keep the city safe. Newsom went after Adams, also saying Adams is a white man and blackface and a very conservative-minded white man at that, and referred to him using a racial slur. Newsom also addressed FBI data reported by Fox News Digital earlier this week, detailing how black murders skyrocketed in 2020. The data shows black murders increased by 32 percent in 2020 compared to 2019. 
Was well, New York State readies to launch legal cannabis sales? New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, says he wants the city to promote the industry. He also wants to help out folks from minority communities most affected by marijuana-related offenses to become marijuana entrepreneurs. Adams Wednesday proposed that the city spend $4.8 million to reach out to those most impacted by the so-called war on drugs. Here's Chris Alexander. He's executive director of the New York City Office of Cannabis Management. Law is very clear that in order to sell cannabis uh, in the state of New York, that you have to have a license provided by this office. As we have not provided those licenses, that activity is illegal. The mayor has said the legal marijuana industry could be a key driver for the city's post-pandemic economic recovery. The Empire State's Cannabis Control Board Thursday approved 52 cultivation licenses, allowing hemp farmers to start growing marijuana for recreational use. As the feds threaten a takeover of the notorious Rikers Island Jail, Corrections Commissioner Louis Molina further infuriated the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office by skipping a planned meeting and instead going to a car show on April 14th. Molina posted photos and tweeted about his visit to the car show at Jacob Javits. Former inmate Benji Lozano described his stay in Rikers Island to NBC's Lester Holt back in February. Feces all over the wall, uh, unoperable uh restrooms, toilets would not flush, the sinks would not work. It was just, it was disgusting. Molina ended up tweeting the pictures on April 15th, but well-placed sources said the images were actually snapped the day before when the meeting with the feds was held. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York has sent a letter to the U.S. District Court Judge Laura Taylor Swain threatening a takeover of the troubled facility if conditions do not improve. A long way to a viral pandemic. A report by the American Hotel and Lodging Association predicts that hotel business travel revenue will be 55 percent lower in the Big Apple compared to pre-pandemic levels in 2019. New York City Mayor Eric Adams promised to revitalize tourism back in March when he announced his economic plan for the city. It's time we get our city back in order to a pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic employment a place, especially in the hard-hit areas like tourism, hospitality, and our creative, creative economy. And this is what this blueprint and plan is going to do. As for nationwide hotel business revenue in 2022, it's projected to be 23% below pre-pandemic levels, ending the year down more than $20 billion compared to 2019. These projections come after hotels lost an estimated $108 billion in business travel revenue during 2020 and 2021 combined. A Brooklyn judge has been sentenced to prison time. Former Brooklyn Supreme Court judge, 64-year-old Sylvia Ash, will serve 15 months in jail. That for obstructing an investigation into the corruption at the state's largest credit union. She resigned from the bench on March 15th following her conviction for lying to federal investigators, probing embezzlement at the municipal credit union. Ash also served as chairwoman of the MCU board. She tried in 2018 to help then-CEO Cam Wong cover up his theft of $10 million from the credit union. The union serves New York government employees. The judge did things like deleted emails, wiped her phone, signed off on paperwork, attempting to justify the funds Wong had raided. Evidence showed Wong treated Ash to tens of thousands of dollars in perks from MCU, including luxury trips, airfare, hotels, food, and entertainment. Wong was sentenced to five and a half years in prison. 
Oh, who's in the lead for the Republican nomination for governor of New York? Well, Congressman Lee Zeldin claims to hold a whopping 30-point lead over his rivals heading into the June 28th primary. The double-digit lead is from an internal poll. Zeldin was asked what he would do on day one if he was elected while speaking with Fox News' Laura Ingraham. Day one, we should fire Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. They'll set the example. District attorneys should be enforcing the law. The Manhattan District Attorney on his first day uh, put out a memo, memo saying he wasn't going to enforce laws across the books. Others, he was going to downgrade. We should say on day one he's fired. That is within the constitutional authority in New York for the governor of the state. According to the internal poll, the Long Island congressman would win 48 point, uh, 46.8% of the Republican vote in the Empire State, compared with opponents Rob Astorino, Andrew Giuliani, and Harry Wilson. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunny today, our high 68 winds to 16 miles per hour. The overnight low 48, mostly sunny Saturday, the high 60 right now. 51 degrees, clear skies. Boxer Mike Tyson, he's under investigation by the San Francisco Police Department. TMZ is reporting Tyson lost his cool aboard a plane Wednesday night while waiting to fly out of San Fran's International Airport, Florida. Tyson was captured on video repeatedly punching a man in his face. Tyson allowed a selfie with a passenger but became annoyed after the passenger's friend, allegedly intoxicated, would not leave Tyson alone. The man was left bloodied and went to police. No comment from JetBlue or Mike Tyson's people. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.